No. Good. All right. So that was a practice run. What do you guys think? Anywho. So like I said, we need to pray for media. And we had one camera working. Now The other one was dead. But now the camera is back. But in the process of those amazing guys out there, uh, you know, the media guys over there sweating and doing all these things, we have everything back in line. And so we're going to start all over again so you guys don't miss anything. All right. Lord, we need your grace. We need your love. All right. So if you're joining us, do we have... No, okay. If you're joining us again, or you just started because you had been doing something, we are going through Hebrew 1, 1 to 14. I'm going to read it. So, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the Father by the prophet. He has in the last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom he has made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and expression image of his person, and a uh, who being bright, brightness of glory and the expression image of his person, upholds all things by the word of his power. He had, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majestic high, having become so much better than the angels. He has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For, for to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Again, I'll be for, I will be to him a father, and he will be to me a son. But when, he had beg- but when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he said, Who makes his angel spirit and his ministry a flame of fire? But to the son, he said, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, therefore, God your God has anointed you with this oil of gladness more than your companion. And you, Lord, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are in the works of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. And they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up and they will be changed, but you are the same, you are the same, and your ears will not fail. But to which of the angels he had ever said, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not just all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So the title for today is Jesus is a big deal. He is a big deal. And so the writer of Hebrew, he's making sure that you know that Jesus is God and that he is a big deal. See, the thing is, when, when, when the writer is saying, he, when the writer of Hebrew writes, he said, Jesus reconciled all the ways that God spoke in the past, and he reconciled that to one way, which is John fourteen six says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except me, through me. So God used to speak to the prophet in different ways, but here comes Jesus in the scene, and now we have to forget all the old ways, and really ch- Jesus changed the way things people were communicating, because the Bible says that when Jesus died, the curtain was cut, and we were able to go before God, that we do not need somebody to, med- to mediate for us. We can directly go to Christ and, and just speak to God, because that's what God wants, that relationship. And so... Just like any other place, when um, 
When people don't love change, especially they have been doing it for so many years, they don't love change. And so what happens is people acted differently. You know, they wanted to crucify him. They started defaming his character. They started trying to see that their old ways were being challenged. And so um, whatever the, some of them were profiting or whether it was power or whatever it was, they, they, they wanted to keep it that way. But the Bible says that we were offered a more excellent way. We were offered a more excellent way. We do not need to, we, we, a more excellent way is we can come to Christ anytime. It, didn't, it was back in the days, if you needed to see Jesus, you'd have to walk for days. You have to squeeze through people. You had to like go on a tree to be able to speak to Jesus, to be able to just see Jesus. But now, anywhere in your car, in your bedroom, whatever, you can be able to speak because we have the Holy Spirit. How is that not a more excellent way? Yet we oppose that. Yet the, the olden people were opposing that. And like these times, you know, I was thinking about it. And um, in these times, church is kind of the same way. Because before, it was like when we used to come to church, we'd be asking people like, hey, man, I didn't see you last weekend. Where were you? Hey, brother, what, what happened to you? So it was, man, I got to go to church because I know they're going to ask me what happened to me last week. Oh, I don't want to go to church today, but I know they're going to be wondering what's going on. So... Now we have a way where you get to choose whether you're going to listen to the word online. Nobody's watching you. And so you're going to review your, you have to be reviewed. And so there is no more checking the box when it comes to church. And so even these people who used, uh, who would use other people to be able to go to God because they can pretend to those people that they are good. They didn't have a diff, they didn't have a, a way of doing it anymore when a more excellent way came through. And the writer of Hebrew, in the entire book, he's showing us and saying, Jesus guarantees a new and a better covenant. That's what you're going to see in the entire book of Hebrew. So Hebrew 1 is about the supremacy of Jesus Christ. It paints a wonderful picture of how he, the superior to the, how he is superior to the angels because of his redemption work at the cross. Jesus is the exact representation of the Father and was sent to communicate to us the true nature of God. That's super important for you to know. That he was sent so he can communicate the true nature of God. See, by understanding who Jesus is and what he is, we can know the fullness of God's nature and character. So we can't say that we do not know. Because we know who God is. We see how, how Jesus went and, and treated people. How he responded to people. How he, he, was, he had compassion. How even though they came against him, he didn't, he didn't act in the fresher way. And so that's a more excellent way because God is showing us, hey, this is the nature of God. So let us unpack, that was the second introduction. Listen, let us unpack chapter one. So it begins, says, in the past, God spoke through prophets to our father. So when you think about it, God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. God spoke to, to Balaam through the animal. The Israelites, he spoke to them through a cloud of fire and, you know, through a cloud of fire. But in the last days, God is speaking to us through his son. Folks, these are the last days. We have an example of who Jesus is. And when we have an example of who Jesus is, then we have an example of who God is, right? See, we have the Holy Spirit. We, Jesus left us. So then that way, we have a helper. We have somebody who can, we have, we have a Holy Spirit, a being who can, who can, who can, who know what's going on in our life. You know, um, 
I was speaking to somebody today and we were just having a conversation and, and we say like we as Christian, we have the most valuable, we have the most valuable, valuable thing and, and gift in our life. And that's the Holy Spirit. Cause the Holy Spirit, every morning you wake up, God already knows what the day is going to look like. You pray, you're like, Lord, please guide my steps, guide me, lead me, tell me which I should go right or left. Then the Holy Spirit says, okay, we are working, let's go, right? But that's not what we do. We face something in our life, and then we just get up and we go try to solve it. Well, Jesus provided a more excellent way for us to be able to ask God, God, where is your will in what I'm doing? What am I doing today? What can I do, right? So, and then Hebrew continued to say that Jesus has been appointed an heir of all things. Deuteronomy 10.14, Deuteronomy 10.14 says, Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. Also the earth with all that is in it. So if everything belongs to God, then why, is, why are we so worried about everything? Amen. Really, if everything belongs to God, why are we so worried about everything? Uh, the writer of Hebrews continues to say, God made all things through Jesus. John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. So, in the beginning, God was there. In the end, he's going to be there. And we get the privilege of spending time with him through the Holy Spirit to get to know what the beginning looked like before you were born, what the end looks like even after everything is gone. What are, in that a more excellent way? That is, um, yes, that is a more excellent way. And then the Bible continues to say, Hebrew continues to say, Jesus is the brightness of his glory. God's glory, the image, the exact copy. Jesus beams the glory of God, the nature of God. So when you really want to know who God is, read your Bible and see the character of Jesus. That's our father. That's who, that's how he looks like. That's who he is. It continue to say, Jesus upholds, maintains all things by the word of his power. That word uphold means to maintain. So God, Jesus maintains everything by the word of his power. And maintaining is taking care of. And so if we lean on to Jesus, if we ask Jesus to be in our life, if we really understand the power that we've been given as Christian who submitted themselves to Christ, we can know that we're going to be maintained regardless of what happens. And the Bible says uh, Jesus upholds or maintains all things by the word of his power. Read your words, people. The Bible says meditate on his word. Meditate on his word. There's a reason why he's asking us to meditate on his word. The Hebrew, uh, writer of Hebrew continues to say, Jesus purged our sins. He did it for us. No one else could do it. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it, right? But he still did it for us. That he continued to say, Jesus, he who recites the right hand of God. Think about that. Jesus resides in the right hand of God, a position of majesty, a position of honor, a position of glory, a position of finished work. Isn't that amazing that we get to share in that when we get to heaven? We get to, he get to introduce us and say, the Bible says that he will say, hey, this is my brother and sister. We get to be part of that. 
That's amazing. And he gets that because he died on the cross. He has finished his work. But we get to be part of that. That's amazing. Jesus became much more than angels. And the right, if you read Hebrew 14, uh, Hebrew 1, 1 to 14, it actually takes a big chunk and really shows that Jesus is more than angels. Because in the early church, there was a tendency to worship angels. And the writer of Hebrew shows that Jesus is greater than they. People would worship angels because these spiritual beings that they probably would see come do things. They like, oh, there is power. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about it like, back then you can condemn me like, man, I do not worship angels. But yeah, think about it. It's really not the being they are worshiping. They are worshiping the power that they bring, this being, uh, the being brings. And so in our lives, is it, what are we worshiping? Was it that one time somebody gave me a word and so I'm going to go to them and they are always going to give me a word? Is it, oh, I went to this church and there was this preacher that preached and gave me goosebumps and guess what? I'm going to go back in and I'm going to listen to them because then it's going to be awesome. Is it one time you prayed and then you always want to go back there and you're not growing? The fact is, if you're not growing, you're dying. So we have to continue having a relationship with Christ. And Colossians 2, 8 says, Do not let anyone condemn you by insisting the pious self-denial or self-worship of angels, seeing that they had a vision about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected with Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with his joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. The writer continued to say, he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus is more excellent than the angels. God said to Jesus, I'll be your father and you'll be my son. God says, let all the angels worship Jesus. So the writer of Hebrew continued to say, angels get to worship Jesus. Jesus is not an angel. And one of my friends says, when we go to heaven, we don't become angels. And we'll see that because the Bible says, angels are ministering spirits to minister to those who inherit salvation. That is you and me. When we inherit salvation, the angels get to minister to us. That's amazing. That's in the Bible. It's uh, verse 14. Are they not ministering spirit sent forth to minister to all those who inherit the salvation? You too. If can, if you, you can do that if you inherit uh, salvation. So that was another intro. So why is the writer of Hebrew, let's get to the meat now. Why is the writer of Hebrew going to this extent and what does it mean to us today? Number one, Jesus is supreme. He's better than angels. Sounds like a repetitive, but stay with me. See, this dispels ignorance of who Jesus is. You cannot say that you do not know that Jesus is God because he goes to the extent, to the extent of showing you that yes, yes, there is angels. Yes, there is God and there is Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross for you so you can be redeemed and you can be reconciled with God. And guess what? The angels are going to minister to you when you accept salvation. So you can't, you can't, you can't say, I do not know. Because Hebrew, the writer of Hebrew really dispense, dispense ignorance when it comes to who Jesus. Jesus is a big deal. He is a big deal. 
It proves that Jesus is greater than angels. He's a super being. And if he is greater, that means he is greater than your comfort. He's greater than your issues. He's greater than your joy. Jesus is a big deal. So we don't need to take Jesus and put him in a box and say, oh, this is the only thing that Jesus can do because the, 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 book, the Bible clearly tells us that he is a big deal. He's sitting right on the right side of, of God. He is he's a son. We can't understand the price that was paid by Jesus unless we understand who paid it. We can't understand the price that was paid unless we understand who paid it. See, this Jesus who, who is greater than the angels, who is the beginning and the end, who owns everything, who sits on the, on the right side in high places, died for you. Let us think for a minute. This amazing Jesus with all these accolades, you can, you can just name them and continue like the whole Bible, right? With all those things, he died for you. He died for you. Second Corinthians 5.21 For he made himself, for he made him who knew no sins to be seen for us, that we may become the righteousness of him, of God. That this amazing being, this amazing Jesus had to go through what he did, go through sin. The Bible says, for he made him who knew no sin to be, to be seen for us, for you and I, that we might become the righteousness of God. See, when we understand who he is, we sacrifice like he did. We sacrifice our resources. We sacrifice our time because he did it for us. And we, could, we, we can't do it for ourselves, but we can do it for others. We don't just get to, to say, oh God, we, we, I am a safe person now. I, I have passed from life to, I passed from death to life. And guess what? It's all about me now. I'm just going to wait until we get to heaven. Because Jesus sacrificed. And we have to do the same. We have to do that for others. If we understand who he, who he is, we have, we can have a heart like Jesus. Second Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any of us should perish, but that we all should come to repentance. He's not slacking. He's relentlessly pursuing us. Think about your life. I think about my life and I'm like, oh my goodness, if, it was, if, if God was like, okay, let me pursue you for a minute and I'm done, I wouldn't be who I am today. There were so many places in my life I'm like, man, if it was me, I would have stopped right there. But I continue to see him continue to pursue me, to pursue me. And just, and just when he's about to get me and, 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 and show me his love and grace, I slip away and I continue to do that. And he doesn't give up, but he continue to do it over and over and over. And even today I see it too with people where I want to give up on them. I'm like, man, I've pursued you for one, two years. I'm done. But Christ says, I haven't even started. I'm going to continue to do that. Because the Lord is not slacking concerning his promise. His promise is he wants his kids back. And that's you and I. He's no, he's long suffering. Think about that. He's long suffering, not willing any of you to perish. But that we would come to repentance. 
that you would come to repentance. When we understand who he is, we learn to overcome. John 16, uh, 16.33, John 16.33 says, These things are spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I know we are all going crazy about corona and economy and elections and all those things. But guess what? He has overcome the world. And you too, you can do it because he has done it. So when you understand who died for, the, for you, you understand the Holy Spirit in you, then you understand that even you, you can overcome. When you understand who he is, we have the power to stay true to the cause. We have the power to endure. Hebrew 12, 1, 2 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great of a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We have an example. We can overcome. He's saying, you can do it too. I overcame. I'm sure none of you are going to be crucified tomorrow. So guess what? Well, guess what? You can overcome. Whatever you're going through, you can overcome. Whatever the world looks like, you can overcome because he has overcome. Folks, we are called to be like Jesus. Remember? He is a big deal. So you have been called to be a big deal. Right? First Peter 2.21 says, For to these you are called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. So we are called to be like Jesus. All those accolades, all those things that we've listed, we've been called to be like Jesus. Ephesians 4.21-24 to that's Ephesians 4, 21, 24. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and, in, and is corrupt through deceitful de- desire and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That is you, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So we have to let those old things go so then we can be like Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live is in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is what we have been called as Christians to do. That means we have no excuse. We have an example. We have instructions. We have guidance. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us every single day when we forget. We can't say that we do not know. We have full access to God through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.11, that's Ephesians 1.11. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God for the chosen in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. We have received an inheritance from God. You are valuable in the eyes of God. You too can attain the same inheritance without being crucified on the cross.
And all you have to do is give your life to Christ. You know, I was watching the news occasionally and I was looking through um, um, just stuff. You guys check YouTube and all that stuff. I look at news once in a while, okay? Um, <clears throat> so I was going through that and, and, and I was thinking about this message and I saw, I was checking out the British royal family, don't ask. Okay, let's, let's, let's continue. And so I was reading and it said, after 11, so I was looking at the British uh, royal family. You, you guys, I know, you all know who those are, okay? After 11 hours of labor, Kate and William welcomed their first son, His Royal Highness, Prince George Alexander Louis of Cambridge, at 4.25 p.m., July 22, 2013. Why do I share that? This kid just came to the world. He hasn't done nothing at all. He hasn't done, let me use proper English, he hasn't done anything at all, right? He just got born. That's like right there. But when he's introduced, come on now, he's introduced as welcome their firstborn, his royal highness, prince. He jumped into the inheritance. Immediately, he jumps into the inheritance. Think about that. And that's the worldly world. Media and everybody crazy by the hospital want to take this picture of this little boy. Right? Because he is now a royal highness prince. That is the world that's going to perish. The labels are going to perish. Although these are going to go. How much more we who have been called sons and daughters of Christ. That Jesus goes before us. Does all, dies on the cross for us. Prepares our way. And now he's going to introduce us as brother and sister to the father. What's more excellent than that? Right now, thinking about the royal family, you're like, man, I want to be called royal highness prince. But that is not anything compared to the glory that we've been prepared because we're going to be presented before God and say, I knew you. But the opposite of that is, sorry, I don't know you. And you don't just, just because, you know, this little boy could have been a sinner. Well, he is a sinner because we are all sinners when he comes in. But he still gets that label. But for us, we have a work to do. We have to submit ourselves to Christ. We have to allow ourselves to die. We have to accept Jesus in our heart. So then that way, we can be introduced as brother and sister before God. John 1.12 says, that's John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. If we believe in his name, we become children of God. First John 3 1, first John 3 1. See how wonderful, how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. And that is that and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they do not know him. Today is the best opportunity to know God. And you can understand the joy we have. The joy we have no matter. We are going through the same things you're going on. We are fighting the same corona you're fighting. We are fighting the same financial issue you're fighting. We are fighting the same traffic you're fighting. But we go through that with joy. 
Because we know that we are children of God. And if you want that joy, there is only one way. And that is through Jesus. A more excellent way. John 3.16 For this is how God loved the world. That he gave his one and only son. That everyone, everyone, you, me, everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. My last point is this. You too are a big deal to God. You too are a big deal to God. Otherwise, he would never have sent Jesus to die for him. So allow him this evening to restore you. Allow him to heal your hurt, your broken heart. Allow him to be Lord over your life. Allow him to lead you from now and forever. Allow him to come in your heart. If you haven't received Christ, allow him to come into your heart and transform your life. Allow him to call you a brother and a sister. But that can only be attained if you allow God to come into your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this evening, God. We thank you, Father, because nothing can stop your word, oh God. Even through technical support and issues and all those things, God, you asked your God, Father. Thank you for what you've taught us today, Lord. Thank you for reminding us, God, that you love us dearly, Father. That you sent Jesus to come and die on the cross for us, Lord. For him to know sin that he never knew, God. So he can be in place of us, oh God. So if today you're out there and you haven't received Christ, I'm urging you to open your heart to him. And if that's you and you want to receive Christ today, I ask you to tell, Lord, come into my heart. Renew me and make me new. If you pray that prayer, go ahead and send us a message on Facebook. We'll reach out to you and, and continue to love you and show you the way, to, the way of God. And for the rest of you, if there's something that spoke, into this, spoke to you in this message, tell God, ask the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good night. Drive in on Sunday. and live through, Sunday at 9, live stream at 11. Love you guys. Hey, we want to thank you so much for being online with us today. I want to remind you, if you're not a follower on Facebook, please like our page on YouTube. Please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Tell all your friends. Continue to watch online. We thank you for watching. We love you so much. Have a great day.